the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's special election coverage here on The Answer San Diego. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. Happy midterm Red Wave Day. Glad to have you guys joining us on this special night. But it's not just myself here and you guys here on this auspicious election night coverage. I've got my friend, our man, Ed Martin, who joins me typically every time we've got a really big, important day in the country, whether we've got primary elections happening, general elections, midterms, State of the Union addresses. I always like to bring in the smartest minds in politics. And sometimes that starts with my dear friend. Ed Martin. Eagle Ed Martin, thank you for being here with us tonight. Well, we are going to get Eagle Ed Martin here with us. Uno momento. Hey, and um, here's who we've all got for you guys tonight. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now, my dear. Well, what happened there? Who did did that to me? But I was just saying, you were trying to get the brightest minds in politics, and I was... (laughs) And there you go. I think that was. But listen, red. I can't sing. You can sing. Red, red wave. Red, red wave. I mean, it's a wave right now, and it's it's already fascinating to talk about what we're seeing within certain states. Florida, we'll get to. It's a big one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really is uh, interesting, exciting. I think that Republicans are going to look back and regret not having been smarter about some races. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about. Governor's race, where a lot of the establishment Republicans didn't want to go near uh, Mastriano. If that turns out that he loses by just a bit, you're really going to regret that. So we'll see. And of course, the election that I, all day long, I'm on a, uh, a sort of uh, text um, what a circle with folks, a bunch of insiders, including General Flynn, and the number of reports of problems in polls. It's breathtaking. Yeah, breathtaking. Yeah, we've, so. yeah, we've got a lot to get into tonight, obviously. We've got some early results we can give to you guys. We've also got updates on what's happening in terms of polls are still open, right? Polls are still open right, out here on right. the West Coast. And, and yeah. what we're, part of what we're, the problem that we're seeing on, on the legacy media and the corporate media right now is they're doing everything they can to try to make you think that it's over for some of these key races. And that if you, and if you, you think that maybe if it, you can be swayed by negativity from the East Coast and think, well, maybe it's not going to be a red wave. Look, we're going to get into the issues happening at the polling places. The Republican Party, particularly Arizona, the Republican Party has filed a lawsuit to extend and keep the, the polling open in Arizona. If you are in a state and you are in line at, at, here in California, we've got a couple hours to, till it's uh, till uh, polls close. But at whatever point, if the polls are closing and you're in line, you stay in line. OK, mm-hmm. um, do not get out of line. Uh, if you have already voted today, I want to hear from you. I've already got 
gotten calls from today from people reporting to me hinky stuff happening, uh, things that were concerning to them. If it was easy for you, if you liked how it went down, uh, give me a call. I had people texting me in real time from the lines that they were experiencing in Arizona. Um, one person sent me a text, Ed, they were in front of a Banana Republic store and they said it was really kind of fitting given everything that happened. So we're going to share, <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're, we're wow. going to share with everybody all the different shenanigans that have gone on today. Uh, we're going to keep everybody abreast of what's happening along the way. Unfortunately, and the number for you to, to call me, 888-344-1170. Whether you're in San Diego County, California, or somewhere around the country, I want to hear from you from your experience today voting. I also want to hear from you, Ed and I want to hear from you, if you are still feeling great about tonight, if you, if how you're feeling that the Republican Party has done going into these midterms and making our case, I would love to hear from you if you're a Democrat that decided you had had enough, particularly in California, and you were voting Republican, 888-344-1170. And we can actually start with with uh, election results. The first time since 1993, Guam elected its first Republican to Congress, Ed Martin. Is that right? I didn't know that. I will say, I, will, I, I, I wasn't tracking that one. You know, I will say this, um, when I was on the... Um, Republican National Committee, because I was chairman of the Missouri Republican Party. I remember showing up out there for the event, uh, the first one, and they're, they're in the Republican National Committee, there's 56 states. Uh, now, that's not Joe Biden or somebody messing up. They're actually, there are 50 states and then these territories. And Guam had full representation on the RNC. So if you're from California, you had a committee man, a committee woman, and the chairman of the party, three representatives on the RNC. If you're from Guam, you have a committee man, a committee woman, and a, and a, and a chair. You kind of shook your head. You're like, is this really the best way the system could work? But I didn't know they elected a Republican from Guam. And then non-voting, right? The, the, Guam, uh, the Guam congressmen don't vote. It's like D.C. They let them sit right. in on the meetings. Yeah, they they're like, uh, let them vote. yeah. Well, I, we can officially say that even even on uh, some of non-conservative networks, it looks as though the race has already been called for Ron DeSantis. No surprise there, Ed Martin, given yep. the fact that uh, Charlie Crisp, uh, he he's, he's been <laughs> yeah. done. His his race for governor was cooked. It was done uh, before it even started, wasn't it? Well, it was, but I will say, so I think that the Democrats did not put in a good candidate. I think Ron DeSantis has been an incredibly strong governor. He's been very capable. He's been very smart. Uh, but I also want to sort of tip a hat here. Uh, you know, um, um, uh, Rubio won also, they're calling mm-hmm. it most of the stations. He won by a similar margin. And he, you know, he's in the swamp. This is his third term. So he, there was so swampiness you would have thought they could have put on him. He still won. And my point there is Florida is not a, uh, it's not a, a purple state. It's not a blue state anymore. It's a red state. And that, re- the, the ramifications for 2024 presidential, where you really don't have to worry about Florida if you're a Republican, that, you know, Democrats come in with the, the presidential advantage every time they have California, New York, Massachusetts, they start out with a lot of electoral college votes. When you now can be, uh, you know, in a, play, a Republican, you could start with Florida, you can start with Iowa. Iowa's another one tonight that uh, Chuck Grassley's going to win handily and, and no one else, no Democrat's going to survive in Iowa. So uh, I, hats off to DeSantis for leading well and um, uh, Rubio for running well. Democrats were dumb in who they picked as opponents. They were not, they were not strong opponents, but uh, still got to win. And I think Florida is, uh, we're going to see, by the way, I was just reading about this. There's a three or four uh, U.S. House races 
that are in Florida. If the wave is as big in Florida as it looks, uh, they may sweep in two or three people uh, that they never expected to get. And, you know, now we're talking about a a red wave in the U.S. House uh, beyond what people expected. So stay tuned. There's more to come. And that we're going to see that pretty quick in Florida, you know, the next hour or so. Well, I know the polls are closed in Virginia, your home state, at at least where where you live now. Um, Uh And there were some people saying earlier that Virginia is a state that people really haven't been looking at it in terms of hotly contested races or bellwethers. But then somebody else said not so fast because there are some races in Virginia that nobody's been paying attention to that really are an indicator of a red wave. I haven't been following Virginia. What can you tell us about that? Well, no, that's a very important. Yeah, thank you. And, and, you know, uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin has been masterful since he won as he governed and he campaigned. And there are three. There's a woman named Jen Kiggins, who's down kind of the southern part up towards the the ocean. And then uh, an incredible woman uh, who is a, a former law enforcement. Her name is Yesley Vega, and she's running against Abigail Spanberger. That race, the numbers that are coming in, it's, it looks like she may pull that out. And then an extraordinary guy, Hung Cao is his name, Vietnamese-American, who's also running. So there's three races that are you know, should be Democrat. They're closer though. And their redistricting happened in, in Virginia. So, but those all three are, are in the right direction. And, uh, Hung Cow is against Wexton, the incumbent, uh, uh, Yesley uh, Vega is against, as I mentioned, the, uh, 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 Spanberger. And then Kiggins is down there, down the, uh, down the, the, the shore, shore down the Southern part. And I forget the name right now of her, her opponent, but it looks like that, that, uh, race is going to be very close. So if, again, if all three of those break and, uh, Kevin McCarthy, was down in Virginia Beach uh, last night closing out his cycle. Um, so, you know, he thinks that these are uh, winnable races. And so uh, if those three or even two out of three go, again, you're talking about a big red wave, not just uh, not just a red wind, but a red wave. Remember, for the Republicans to get the House, you need, I think, three or four. You just got to flip three or four, and mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy is the speaker. But I think we're talking about 30 or 40, uh, the way things are going. Yeah, Larry Sabato yesterday said it was looking like it was going to be, you know, uh, um, 51, 49 in the yeah. Senate. Maybe uh-huh. the Republicans would pick up 20-something seats. I think that was just about uh, about trying to uh, suppress, you know, um, uh, depress the vote in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we get up today, and then we find out pretty early on that there were massive issues going on across the country when it came to election integrity. The first story came out of Maricopa County. Maricopa County in Arizona, Ed Martin, as, as in, in case people don't know, is so large that I think it's the size of like Rhode Island and Maine and maybe even a third state combined. Twenty something percent of the machines um, had problems. In fact, I, I want you guys to hear directly from the Maricopa County supervisor and how he described th- this clip one. All right. Here is the Maricopa County supervisor on the issue. Unfortunately, we've had some hiccups with some of these tabulators. <laughs> About some percent of mm-hmm. those vote locations. We might have one uh, or two possibly of these where occasionally the ballot will go into this tabulator and it does not accept it. Um, (laughs) just a hiccup just a hiccup just a a little minor hiccup hiccup. the the reality is Ed Martin people were people were waiting two hours to have this little hiccup occur then uh, then try again with the new ballot Uh, some people were told uh, to just fill out some other little ballot and dump it into a box that was over in a corner that was then supposedly going to be transported to another location and counted later these are people that intentionally decided they were going to go in and vote in person Ed Martin because they did 
not trust these mail-in va- ballots. We knew, based upon what happened when Carrie Lake ran in her primary, how to overcome the fraud that was in place. And now we've got these machine issues. And according to Carrie Lake, these machine issues that were going on were only happening in parts of Maricopa County that were Democrat. They weren't happening. In fact, I want to play before you respond. I want yep. to I want to play the carry the carry Lake clip talking about uh, this very issue. Uh, clip two skins. Next question, name, and who are you with? So does that mean that the problem I don't know what the problems are going to be. I don't know what the problems are going to be. But I know that people are feeling disenfranchised today. I saw a woman walk away from line, a line today. Guys, I'm asking you in the media, do you think this is normal? You're young. You didn't vote back in the day when I started voting, where you walked up, cast your ballot, you, they counted it right there in the small precinct, and you knew the uh, results the night of the election. We can't keep having elections run this way. We're going to have Hillary Clinton losing her mind with it when she's another election denier. She's already predicting bad elections in 2024. We've got to get this fixed. I want my children who voted for the first time today, I want them to have a country. And we need to have honest elections and transparent elections. Now, I hope that we get all these problems solved. She's one thing thing it's yeah. let's, end, let's, end it. let's end it there. She's right, Ed Martin. We we can't. This well, is no way yeah, to run a country. No. <clears throat> well, it's such a lack of seriousness. I mean, uh, you know, look, uh, Maricopa County is not some random county where you know you're kind of uh, suddenly uh, paying attention. Oh wow, we got an election. They had plenty of problems in 2020. Whether you think it was fraud or not, plenty of problems. And, and here's how it goes. I, as you know, I ran the election board in St. Louis in St. Louis. City in 2005 and 2006. It's a job that requires a lot of focus, a lot of systems that protect the integrity and give people confidence their votes count. And Maricopa County was, you know, they were on the clock. Uh, uh, Two years ago, they had problems. The idea that they didn't get control of this, it only leads you, you you can have lots lots of possibilities, but the most common perception would be they didn't want to fix it. Mm-hmm. They weren't serious about it. And so you look up and you say two of the biggest races in the country, this governor's race where people are really energized by Carrie Lake and the Senate race, which is hanging. And these are going to be jeopardized by incompetence. And, you know, again, they had the warning it, at, th- at this point. It's not, there's no excuse for it. Maricopa County, I think they have, what are they like? The, they, they're like one of the fourth most populous county in the mm-hmm. country. I think that's right. I mean, we're talking about almost four and a half million people and they can't figure out how to run a system. My point with that, when I say to somebody is that makes it a hard job. It also means they have a heck of a lot of tax money to run a system. It's a hard job. I get it. Man right. alive, you had two years to get there. And the fact that they didn't is outrageous. Absolutely. And as well, yeah, it is so outrageous, Ed Martin, and I would tell you that it also was on the backs of the Republicans. We cannot just put this on the backs of Katie Correct. Hobbs, who's Secretary Correct. of State, because they've had exactly. the Republican Party and the state legislature there has had has had enough time to fix this system. Look, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're actually going to shift gears because I've got first time on the Andrea K. Show. I've got scheduled to join us tonight, Justin Wallen. 
And he's uh, he's going to be here to share some things we need to, to be looking for in terms of general national trends. And I love this kind of topic because it gets into a little bit of the identity politics in terms of what is the women vote looking like, for example. So you're going to want to stay tuned to listen to uh, Justin Wallen when we come back. Stay tuned. This is The Answer San Diego special election night coverage of the midterms with Andrea Kay and Ed Martin. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego. The Answer San Diego. Election night, Election night 2022. 2022. Welcome back to special election night coverage with Andrea Kay and Ed Martin here on The Answer San Diego. FM 96.1 North County and streaming all over the world. We've got some more election results we can give you before we bring on our uh, guest in just a moment. Justin Wallen, a GOP strategist. Strategist and pollster, excuse me. Um, it looks as though Governor uh, Abbott, uh, Texas Governor Abbott, has been reelected. So that's good yeah. news. That's good news for Texans. Bad news for Beta O'Rourke. So <laughs> good, goodbye, Beto. Goodbye, Beto. I, you know, I got to wonder about these. They, 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 they had this whole uh, liberal industrial complex, the media thing. They, they, Stacey Abrams was supposed to be a genius and Beto O'Rourke was supposed to be a Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And they're both going down dramatically. <laughs> I mean, they're not even close. I mean, it's unbelievable. So yeah. uh, bye-bye, Beto. I'm sure he'll land somewhere. Oh, of well, course, he's got a trust, trust fund. We'll, yeah, we'll see where he lands on his uh, skateboard. Uh, joining us now, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> joining us now tonight is Justin Wallen. He is a strategist and pollster. I'm excited to have him on. First time on the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Justin Wallen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So, um, tell us what you're what you're looking for tonight. Uh, you know, everybody's been predicting a red wave. Of course, we're already seeing some results coming in. Um, obviously, polls are still open out here in California. Um, what what were you looking for in advance of today's midterms? Yeah, it's been an interesting year, right? I mean, in, in the spring, it was red wave, and then Dobbs happened, and every Republican consultant um, was was terrified for about four months as we saw uh, really women opinions, especially as the number of decisions in states were coming down, change and become um, uh, really uh, kind of moving against Republican candidates for about four months. That changed entirely uh, over about the next, the last five weeks. And what we've seen is there's there's two key voting blocks that I'm looking at. One, and the most important one, because of volume, because of what they make up in terms of the electorate, is women. I mean, clearly, <laughs> women, women, women. Um, and there's two key trends. One is uh, a couple of weeks ago, New York Times polling. Obviously, every major uh, newspaper has their own pollster uh, or set of pollsters they partner with. But they showed polling and started to show independent women moving towards the GOP. And that was that was really the sort of thing that was very, very public outside of private conversations with, amongst uh, 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 colleagues of mine that showed significant block movement in that space. And then just last week, Wall Street Journal poll. Um, now shows white suburban women swinging more towards Republicans. And, and, and that that demographic, white suburban women, that's 20% of the electorate. And it's been reliably Democratic for the past um, well, 10, 15 years. Now they favor Republicans by about 15 percentage points. And what that means is that's a 27 percentage point change since August 
It's a massive difference. And the arc of that is, is defined by concerns about skyrocketing cost of living. It's as simple as that. And, and there's been a lot of talk back and forth. I was watching um, kind of you know, the usual talking heads on, on TV today while we were actually doing some work. And, and the question they had was, was abortion the bad choice for Democratic strategists to go against? I don't think it's a very fair question because it actually was the right choice, speaking objectively, um, strategically during the summer. But as those cost of living issues didn't subside and as they actually got worse, and you could see in, in certain parts of the country where heating uh, costs are going up and these sorts of things with cost of those going up, that becomes existential and it outweighs the issue of, of other uh, issues that people may, you know, reality, they may feel is important and may vote on. It falls to the wayside. The reality is by far and away the most important issue is cost of it. What there's, do you, a, there's another one, but happy to talk about gals for a little bit. Well, I, I'm curious if within this, because, we, yeah, we, we saw the, the polling results last week about the Republican, about the white suburban women, the cockroaches, as Sonny Hostin referred to them as, that uh, they were going to vote GOP. I, I, I was wondering if anybody got inside the numbers to see how much of it was inflation versus if these were former Democrat voters, how much of it was was affected by um, also the um What's going on in the schools with the with the push to recruit children into trans uh, to, into transgenderism as well as the pornography in the schools? Do you have any in- internal numbers on that? You know, uh, I don't. And uh, the journal, although I did ask them, I regularly ask them. I, 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 in the journal from time to time, thankfully, uh, but they don't share their internal numbers. Mm. They don't share cross tabs or anything like that. So I don't have information on that. I, w- I would say that, um, you yeah, that was, that was clearly a topic that popped, uh, in a number of races in the primary. Um, and, and that was meaningful then. You know, I, I'd love to sit here and tell you one way or another whether it's meaningful, but I don't know. I mean, the reality is, um, in my research, um, I haven't seen that been, uh, and just speaking objectively, it's, it's not, I don't speak for my opinions one way or another. It's only the opinions of the people I speak to and research. Uh, the paramount issue has really been the cost of living, and that's far outweighed anything else. Other issues may be very, very important. It's not that they're not. They're very important, but this one has become paramount. That's what's driving most of the narrative for most of the races. Of course, it may be different for particular races. Every region is different, right? Well, yeah, I don't, but I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Ed Ed Martin is based in in yeah. Virginia. I'm out here in California, and I would say that this is probably the number one issue, no matter where the you know, unless you're a one percenter. I think that every woman, uh, this is Republican, Democrat, Independent, whether you live in California, Virginia, or somewhere in between. Do you agree, Ed Martin? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, look, I think also there's a point here where one of the reasons I, th- I believe that it's going to be deeper losses for the Democrats is uh, Joe Biden's leadership is so unsteady. And I'm being generous there when I say that. It's it's so odd and disconnected. When you have a president who's talking about the threat to democracy as the number one issue, when you know, you've know you got these other major issues in your life, the cost of living you mentioned, inflation, gas prices. And I think the, you know, the Yunkin effect, if you can call it that from Virginia, 
was energizing parents to just say, what the heck's going on here? I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a lot of clarity. There's a there's an NBC uh, exit poll, and exit polls are kind of suspect to me, but this one is, I just, just quote anecdotally, that they asked the, something like, uh, uh, society's values on gender identity and sexual orientation are changing for, and then you pick either neither better nor worse, the better or worse. And, you know, you look at this and you say, I don't know, about 60%, 55% of, of, of people between 45 and, and 65 plus are saying it's the worst, right? I think people just look at this and they're like, what is this? What are you doing? And then Biden as the emblem, Biden as the sort of face of this, it's really given people. And, and look, we're seeing it back to the inside things with African-Americans. There's no energy, A, you know, in terms of turnout. And when they are turning out, it's higher percentages than ever for Republicans. So same thing with Hispanic Americans. I, whether that's a realignment or not, I don't know, because I think in some ways it's the economy stupid is really putting everyone in play. Uh, but they're making Joe Biden pay a price, uh, a big mm. price tonight. Well, I'd like to see a big price paid, uh, not just for uh, after the midterms and going into the presidential election in 2024 for the, the assault that was intentionally inflicted on the American people in a variety of different ways economically, but also for the cultural Marxist movement and the attack on on, uh, the fabric of our nation, and particularly through the minds and the bodies of children. And that's why I asked that question, because I don't want the Republican Party to take control and then think the only thing they have to do is revert back to, you know, 1992 and talk about lower taxation and and lower regulation. You know, the, the destruction of America will come through the cultural Marxist movement. And that's what for me, as important, if not more important than, you know, can we become energy independent again and lower the gas prices? I think that I, I don't think we can separate nor should we separate the two. Uh, Justin Wallen, I thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it from uh, from Jay Wallen Opinion uh, opinion Research and uh, appreciate Absolutely it. My pleasure. Thank you so my much. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Um, I tell you what, I, before we before we skip, uh, take a break, yeah. I got to tell you guys, Ed, I wish you were here in the studio because you didn't have a chance to enjoy the fact that tonight's show is powered by the best food I've had in San Diego in a really long time. Still 94 mm-hmm has sponsored the show tonight and has been kind enough to not only provide a, a food for us tonight here in the studio, but I'm telling y'all, this food is absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to go down there and uh, f- to have breakfast because they have, uh, I, I understand they have the best buttermilk country biscuits and por- pork sausages, mm. gravy around. You had me at biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Buttermilk or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah so no. you know how I am. You know how I roll as a Southerner. So listen, y'all need to go down. Everybody is flocking to Still 94 down there for their buttermilk biscuits, sausage gravy, but also the albondigas, the, the uh, you know, amazing tortillas we had tonight, Mexican food we had tonight, just absolutely amazing. Y'all need to go there. It's it's like a nostalgic country roadhouse. Uh, they're open every Saturday and Sunday now at 8 a.m. Pretty soon it's going to be daily. Y'all need to go there ASAP. And thank you guys for providing this amazing food. Ed, I wish you could be here to enjoy it, I my know, dear. I'm hungry now. I I'm know. Gonna get, during the break, I'm going to go get something that's not not going to be as good as that. So. No, it, no, there's no way it can. You've been to San Diego. You know we have good food here. And let me tell you, this is some of the best. So I thank them. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue to look and see if we've got any updates of uh, any race. I've got one. I've got one really quick. Sarah okay. Huckabee Sanders is governor. We all knew that was going to happen, but it's official. Oh. So that's quite a thing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, first woman uh, uh, governor of Arkansas. Pretty, wow, pretty that is huge. That yeah. is huge. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned. More with Ed Martin and Andrea Kay on tonight's 
Election night special coverage. Is it going to be a red wave on this midterm day? We're going to continue to share the results with you guys on the other side of the break. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. The Answer San Diego. Election night, Election night 2022. 2022. Welcome back to Election Night. Midterm. Oh, are, you, are you eating there? Are you, eating I, well, <laughs> you can tell. Come on, well, yeah, Could you exactly. tell? Could yeah, you? Yeah. I heard you burp. Like the mic was uh, Yeah. I literally oh, just, I couldn't help it. The tortillas from Still 94 are so good. My fa- I, 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 the, To me, the perfect tortilla is like 80% lard and like 20% like flour, <laughs> just barely holding it together. And they're refried beans and their chicken. It was just absolutely amazing. I couldn't help but go have another one. Let me tell you, go to Still 94 as soon as you can. Go down there right now, by the way, if you need some dinner. Um, more on that. Yeah. I went, I went and got some Cheerios in my house. <laughs> Not doing as well as you are, sister. So, well, uh, what? Uh, I, hey, I'm 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 thrilled to be powered up tonight by phenomenal food. Uh, that's for yeah. sure. Because we got a long night ahead, in particular. Sure on the, the key races that everybody's looking at. Everybody's looking at, we've already talked about Carrie uh, Lake in Arizona. What a force to be reckoned with she is yeah. and what a blueprint yeah. that she is for every other Republican running for office from here on out and particularly how to handle the media because the, the, the as we all, all, all know, excuse me, the, the, the three-legged stool of big tech, the Democrat Party and the legacy media control the message and you control mine control minds and you can control the outcome of elections and she has controlled she's been a one woman show in terms of controlling the media narrative in arizona how impressed are you ed martin with her well uh, well i've heard she's amazing and she's grown into the role uh, you know and i remember the late phyllis schlafly for whom i worked for a number of years we were talking in 2015 it was before trump got in it was early in the year and i said to her none of these people seem like they're going to be presidential and she said something like they grow into it when they're running. And she, you know, she was saying, you just wait and see uh, that Carrie Lake. She's been a, I mean, she was a successful, successful public person, you know, um, a media person, but she's become, as you said, a force. Now, what's interesting to me is that there's all these strong women in the Republican Party. I mean, mm-hmm. AOC's on their side and she's eating chicken nuggets. It's like you slugging back that uh, taco there. It's you <laughs> and AOC. But, you know, you got think about this. Uh, MTG just won her race. They targeted her. They said that woman's fearless, right? Yeah. I mean, L- Lauren Boebert is is that she's got a lot of uh, moxie. You got Sarah Palin on the ballot up in Ark. Uh, so excuse me, Alaska. We'll see what happens. But I mean, there's all these. Well, Carrie Lake yeah. is amazing to watch. Right. And she's so disciplined. She is disciplined, and she what she is is she reminds everybody and should remind everybody that MAGA is a movement. It's not about a man. It's not a, a man. Uh, Trump, when he came down the escalator, put you know had his in twenty fifteen had his finger on the pulse of what was upsetting the the American people and the forgotten man and woman in this country, and it launched a movement. He was the titular head of the movement, but the movement is seventy five million of us in this country that includes Democrats and independents. 
business that are sick and tired of all the shenanigans, the games the, from the open borders to the war in our energy to what they're doing in our schools. And, you know, and, and it's and we can't rely on just one individual. Right. And ever since Trump came down the escalators, uh, forces within both parties have been trying to stop this movement. And it has been and she in some ways, as we go into these midterms, is largely responsible for the re-energizing of the MAGA movement and how we've got all these fierce, strong MAGA uh, incumbents that are now getting across the finish line for re-election like Marjorie Taylor Greene, but also the Carrie Lakes, J.D. Vance, um, uh, uh, Herschel Walker, right, down in Georgia, Tudor Dixon. We haven't talked, I don't think there's enough talk about, you talk about strong women of the conservative movement. There's some really important governor races tonight that really need to get some attention from us, and one of which is Tudor Dixon. And it's kind of neck and neck. It shouldn't be after what Gretchen Whitmer did to the citizens there, but she was behind by like 10 or 15 points until that debate in which she completely shredded Gretchen Whitmer. And so my eyes are on that race tonight as well i think you're right and i you know as indication of uh, things that make you crazy i think they had some trouble already in uh, michigan in the polls with the like, machines and all that and uh, you know again we have have to worry about that but you're you're right that's a, that's a you know th- there's two things in an election and in this kind of cycle there's two ways to succeed one is you're going against somebody who's so deeply flawed and I, whitmer is so flawed i mean she's she really was one of the worst if andrew cuomo was on the ballot he would have been you know the clincher but so she's one of the worst her covid performance her attitude everything uh and then or be really good and so carrie lake is really good and she's her opponent is pretty weak but carrie lake is really good but up in michigan you're right uh tudor dixon has been strong now and again we'll see um you know i i said early in the early in the uh coverage what happens when you get done with a cycle like this is you look back and say, ah, if I put more resources in there and built a better campaign, because you can you can run on the energy of the moment. You can be charismatic. You still got to go out and put together the pieces. You've got to, you know, you've got to touch the, the people, turn them out. And I, by the way, Andrea, I'll tell you something I don't hear people talk about enough. One of the great uh, problems for conservatives is the fact that the NRA is no longer relevant. The NRA was one of the most vibrant, effective, get-out-the-vote machines. They got their people out. And when you're talking about, say, Michigan, you got a lot of people up there that are gun owners. And you got to wonder if they're going to get out. Again, they're all there. If you could get them all to the polls, they'd all vote for Tudor Dixon. But you got to get them out. you got to get them out with multiple contacts. So, there's again, there's places where we're going to see. You can't really tell. It's a red tsunami. You just don't know how hard people were in the water paddling if they can ride the wave or ride the tsunami down or if it goes underneath them. So we'll see. There's my surfing. You see, I did surfing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought up shenanigans going on in Michigan. Donald Trump uh, put out on Truth Social earlier yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. The absentee ballot situation in Detroit is really bad. People are showing up to vote only to be told, sorry, you have already voted. This is happening in large numbers elsewhere as well. We also heard reports that in New Jersey, I heard someone uh, on uh, Real America voice earlier today that said in four counties not one dominion machine was working was operational we uh i also got reports out of fulton county georgia today there were reports that uh, poll workers were being kicked out of polls and not being allowed to work because those controlling the polling stations there found out that the poll workers were republicans it's just absolutely disturbing and distressing that we have uh, two years later after everything that we knew that took place in 2020 
that we still have any of these happening in this country. Quite frankly, it makes it, there it, there should not be one state in which the, there is a Republican controlled legislature that has mail in ballots, absentee ballots, early voting, anything, quite frankly, but laws on the books that say you have to show up same day, vote in person, vote with an ID and using a paper ballot. Well, and here's a quick story. A friend of mine from growing up, he texted me at 930 this morning and he said he went to his polling place. They had moved his place. He's a registered Republican, went in, in New Jersey, in the Democrat area, went to his polling place. They had switched his polling place, had to go to a different place, got there when he said it was like in the basement. He said it was terrible. It felt like a drug deal. He was joking. But he said he got there and he said, I'm here to vote. His last name is distinct. It's not Smith or Jones. And they said, oh, you already got a provisional ballot. He said, what? And he had to call in. Someone had taken a provisional ballot in his name, and the answer from the election authority was, okay, you can vote now. You go ahead and vote. You're here with your identification. And he said, well, what happened to the provisional ballot? And he said, well, that's not your business. He said, what do you mean? So he's like, you know, his, his point is whoever voted that, if it was it a mistake, uh, was it, you know, in other words, was it an error? Was it, but it, it's a unique last name. I won't say his name, but so again, we, uh, we, we have problems that become uh, the the system the system is problematic and that's very very bad right that's very very, yeah. very bad by the way I'm out here we were talking earlier Jen Kiggins is running down in Virginia seventy uh, percent in and she's up handily by almost ten percent now there's only seventy percent in but that's a lot in so it's uh, it looks like she would and she's beating the incumbent Democrat Elaine Luria again as you mentioned earlier you start winning Virginia uh, a couple of these house races you're talking about a red wave so. Uh, really one to watch there more coming in, but, uh, but it's, um, we'll, we'll, again, we'll see, um, you know, when you have the uh, officials saying don't count on elections, the, the, the votes being counted tonight, which is what they said in Pennsylvania, it makes you crazy, right? We're going to have yeah. three days. And earlier today we talked to, I talked to one of our Eagles, our Phyllis Schlafly Eagles in Pennsylvania. He said, I believe Mastriano is going to win tonight. But he said they're going to be counting for three days, and I don't know what happens. Well, well, we we know what happens is <laughs> yeah. it, it, well, it, and it started out here in 2018 during the midterm elections during the Trump administration, where we went to bed that night thinking five Republican uh, House members had won re-election. To find out the next day, thanks to ballot harvesting, um, which used to be illegal in the state of California, suddenly the seats flipped, and this is one reason why I didn't like how many Republican Republicans were actually encouraging people to vote early because that just gives them an opportunity to know how many votes they have to overcome there are too many games can be played and and um and i believe that story of of your of your friend i've heard similar stories from people that i know and you know all these measures of convenience some of which republicans even support do nothing but provide an opportunity for fraud and it should not be allowed in the united states of america got an email from a listener who said his his uh, in-person voting went great, and it was with IDs, and so this is in the state of Louisiana. Even that Democrat-controlled state, they require IDs to vote. We're going to take a break. We come back. Last segment of Hour 1 on tonight's election coverage on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1 North County, and streaming live all over the world. Andrea Kay and Ed Martin here. So y'all come on back. Don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. The Answer San Diego. Election night. Election night. 2022. 2022. 
Welcome back to Election Night 2022 Midterms, the Red Wave Day all across America. At least it's looking that way. Joining me tonight on tonight's coverage is Ed Martin. Ed, I don't know if you've seen the breaking news coming out of Georgia, but it is official. Stacey Abrams has been Beto O'Rourke, and she is out. Uh, Kemp has won re-election in Georgia. What say you? I don't know. We lost our man, Ed. He must be. He must. He must have gone to get that bowl. No, I went to get that. I went to get that Cheerios. No, I, I'm. I, I was so. I was so excited. I almost yelled at you when we were leaving the break. Look, Stacey Abrams was a creation, uh, like Beto, of the media. They went crazy over her, and she never. I mean, look. Let's. How do I do this without getting in trouble? Uh, she was. I, I don't know. She was pushy and uh, legal and lawyerly, but she wasn't charismatic. She wasn't a good speaker. She didn't come across as sort of uh, serious and energetic. I mean, there's no shortage. I don't have to get in trouble to say she was heavy. Uh, The number of really heavy people who win in politics, very limited. Chris Christie's about the only one. Pritzker, who spends billions in Illinois to do it. It, I mean, it is a popularity contest, and uh, OB and Thin Thin Like Beto didn't work. Well, well, clearly, when she took the picture at a school, when she was behind these mask mandates, and she's sitting there with no mask on, and every kid in the room with her is forced to wear a mask, I think that the the level of hypocrisy, we don't talk enough. We've talked so much about this midterms, about being the inflation. It is. But that does not mean that there is not an undercurrent of all the other crap that the Democrat Party has forced on us, like the COVID shutdowns, um, destroying your business, schools being shut down, kids being forced to wear masks, uh, willing to force a dishonorable discharges on the military, everything involved in all the all the uh, the lockdowns and and the fact that even if you thought that initially that it was something that they felt like they had to do, it was obvious about how how COVID and the virus was exploited co- with their communistic, fascistic crap across this country, and she was one of the star players in it. And well, uh, but let me let me pile on if I can. Because well, we got I, one I minute. We, one minute. Well, here's pile on. She when she had this stupid voting rights uh, effort in the last three years, she raised about fifteen million dollars. Nine point four million went to her best friend. Yes, who clearly didn't do the work. I mean, this is grifting. Uh, on their side, we hate it on our side. Right, we see it on their side. It's terrible. And the biggest, and one of the biggest grifts that everybody knows about, but nobody really talks enough about it either, because inflation is so bad and the economy is so bad, is the grift that's gone on with Black Lives Matter and Antifa, which yeah, waged exactly. two years ago their ter- their reign of terror across this country, and now we've got we've got just a crime wave that was accepted, that was you know acted as though that was okay because it was Democrats, and then you know then of course that led to Democrat policies of. Uh, no cash bail and the crime wave. There's other things besides inflation that I think is going on here that people aren't talking about enough. The Democrat, there was a poll earlier tonight uh, that the uh, the Democrats uh, in this poll had an unfavorability of 55%. Quite frankly, I don't know why how 45% could actually approve of anything going on with this Democrat party. They, uh, there's absolutely nothing that they've done well. Yeah. This isn't a situation to where, you know, kind of like Herbert Walker, 41, to where he did some things good, but he promised no new taxes. You know, th- I mean, just a complete intentional disaster fraught upon the American people, and I want them to pay for it. Before we wrap up this hour, I got to remind you guys of who made tonight possible and who's made me incredibly happy tonight, and it's Miguel and Sandra <laughs> from Steel. 
94. I'm officially obsessed with this restaurant. I just so love I'm, I'm so I love hungry. everything Gosh. about it. They even have dancing and singing and live music and family karaoke. I'm going to have to go down there and have their Puerto oh, Nuevo gosh. style lobster. Uh, have some, oh my Come gosh. On. Yeah. So I just can't wait. They're open on Saturdays and Sundays, 8 a.m. Go check out their uh, biscuits and gravy. And you guys take a little break. And then you check us back out. Hour two of tonight's special election night coverage with Andrea Kay and Ed Martin. And 888-344-1170 is our call-in number. Don't go anywhere. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.